0: Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. I want to talk to you this morning. Don't get stuck by the Brook Bay Don't get stuck by the brook, Basor. Father, we thank you for this time that we're gathered to- together. Lord, in your name, we thank you, God, for the liberty that we have here today. And I ask, God, that you would just give me strength. God, as never before, give me strength in body, strength in mind. Lord, to deliver this message that you have laid on my heart to your precious saints this morning. God, I feel this is a word for us to listen to. This is a word that I feel from heaven. And I just ask that you help me, God, because I need you, Lord. I need your help. And I ask that this word be fallen on good ground, that this word would just penetrate our hearts, God, and we may leave, and that we don't leave like we came in Jesus' name. We thank you again, God, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't get stuck by the brook, Basor. How many of you, well, I shouldn't say that because I know each and every one of us at the sound of my voice and those that are going to be listening online have felt the sting of disappointment. (laughs) Yes, we have all felt that sting of disappointment. Amen, I was so disappointed yesterday when Marcy had went to Panama and I had heard all about the news about Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, I want me some of Popeye's chicken. I love me some Popeye's. But now, I don't know. They're treading on thin ground when they're getting in that chicken sandwich business now. I'm not tell you. See, when I said, please get me a chicken sandwich from Popeye's and I said, and, and do a better one. Get me a sandwich from Chick-fil-A too. I've got to try and see. Oh, what's, what's good? We're going to put a, a test to this. This preacher is going to, going to see which chicken's anointed. Amen? <laughs> oh, praise God. She called me and said, well, i got some good news and a bad news. I said, what? She said, I got your chicken sandwich. I said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she said, but it ain't Popeye's, it's Chick-fil-A's. I said, oh, man. She said, Lord, have mercy. They don't, uh, um, they don't uh, uh, have the Popeye's chicken sandwich yet. That's what they told her in, in Panama. And I said, well, phooey. I said, I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> Amen, Later. That's something silly that, you know, we all face and we all go through when we are disappointed. Amen? When we are let down. But folks, let me tell you, we have also felt the sting of bad disappointments. When people have let you down. When things and circumstances have let you down. I thought about this message so so heartily, and God was talking to me, and I was talking to Him, and I was examining my life and examining my heart. And I said, "Lord, you know, the truth of the matter is, people's disappointed me, and things has disappointed me, and it's hurt my feelings, and it's made me upset. But I've been i dis- have disappointed other people too. I've disappointed people too. Amen. I've been guilty." Of doing things that I said I was going to do and I didn't do. And that grieved my soul and grieved my spirit. And I said, oh God, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. We all know what disappointment can do. We all know that disappointment, if, if left alone, it will fester into something that we will just <laughs> just sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. Amen. Oh, we get so upset with ourselves that we begin to beat our own selves. We're like sometimes the the prophets where they'll just rip, rip their clothes off and sit in ash and all of the disappointments and all that. And we just beat. We just become, excuse the word, drama queens. (laughs) Woe is me. Whoa, I can't stand this anymore. I'm just so disappointed. God, you know. But I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you this morning that I may be disappointed. I may disappoint other people. And other people and things may disappoint me. But I can trust that God is in control. I can still trust that God in heaven is still in control. Amen. Oh, let me tell you here this story. It's a fascinating story that we're reading in 1 Samuel chapter 30. But you got to go back a few chapters. Because here we find in the a few chapters back that we know that Saul was pursuing after David. Wanted to kill him, was jealous and mad. And we find, I believe it's in 27 or 28. Uh, it's, it's in, I believe it's in 27. I, I might be wrong about that. But oh, we find the story where David in Saul's camp has set up camp and they've gone, and they've uh, rested, and David's army is there, and they're watching them. And so David said, there's Saul's tent, I'm going to go and get and see about Saul. And Saul, they find him, he's asleep, and Saul, and uh, David, you know, cuts a little bit of fabric from, uh, from Saul's cloak, and he goes and presents himself, wakes everybody up, and... He says, Saul, you know, I could have killed you, but I didn't. See, here's your spear. See, here's your cloth here. I could have, but I didn't. And so they made peace with each other. And Saul said, you know, I'm not going to pursue you anymore, David. Come on home. And he even says, come on home, my son. But David did not go back. He did not go back. He went to the... Armies Of the Philistines And in fact he went To one of the kings One of the high guys Asish, And there he encamped with Ashish And helped him in different kind of conquests And things like that And so David went to him And said oh I would love To have a place Like a home or a base And Asish said I will give you Ziglag I'm going to give you Ziglag. That's going to be your home, David. That's going to be a place where you'll abide and your men, your 600 men will be there. And oh, it'll be a wonderful and glad thing. Well, about this time now, we're skipping over to verse number 29 now. And we find that the Philistines are now going to go up against Saul and the Israelites. And David goes right behind sees. Well, a lot of the generals and the princes looked and they saw David. And they said, wait a minute. What's he doing here? That's David, Saul's guy. They sing about that man. Oh, what is he doing here? And she says, he's with me, guys. He's all right. He's cool. He's with me. And they got mad at him. And they said, you better let him go and go back home. Tell him to go back home. We don't need his help. Asish, what's going to happen is we're going to fight these Philistines. And what's going to happen is he wants to find favor with King Saul. So he'll come and kill us from within. So you tell him to go back. So Asish had to make the most difficult conversation with David. And told him, David, I find no fault with you. I find no fault with you. You're good, man. You've helped me. And I don't believe... I believe you're a loyal man to me. But the other guys don't want you. And I don't want to accept them. So David, I'm going to have to send you back. I'm going to have to send you back. Y'all think about this. David and his 600 men marching, 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 marching up to where the Israelites were. And then to be told, listen... We don't need you. Go back home. I'd be upset. <laughs> hey, man, I would be disappointed. You mean to tell me I've marched with all of you guys and I've marched and marched and now you're telling me i got to go back home? You ever felt that way when you go to a store or something like that or on an appointment and somebody says, Oh, you've got your... That's happened to me with doctor's appointments one time. So they were in Panama. And... Um, and uh, Tallahassee, drive all the way up there, get up there and say, all right, I'm here for my appointment. "Uh, Mr. White, Mm mm-hmm, we're not scheduled for you today. (laughs) "Uh, What you mean I'm not scheduled today? You better find somebody to schedule me in today. I'm so sorry, it's tomorrow. Oh, Lord, we've got to drive all wasted trip, wasted time. Oh, my goodness, disappointed. And so David comes back home. He's got his wives, he's got his family, he's got his possessions, he's got his things. But all the Malachites, while they were gone, came and plundered and burned it to flame. And they walked all that way to come back to a home that's been destroyed. And disappointment set in. Disappointment set in. Oh my. I just want to talk to you about three things that has kind of pointed me out to this story that we can relate to in our very lives today. First thing is this. Crying don't last Crying doesn't last. You see, when the men went up to their home in Ziglag, they said they got so upset they cried until there was no more power. Have you ever cried so bad that you don't have no more tears to shed? Have you been so upset and disappointed that I mean your pillow's been wrung with with wet because of the tears that you've cried. When we're disappointed, sometimes that emotion will come up with us. That emotion will draw us and we will get so sad that we will cry those tears, those painful tears. I see on Facebook sometimes where people will... Uh, do videos and all of that and they'll make a caption right there and they'll say, oh, don't watch this or this will make you ugly cry. <laughs> Have you ever ugly cried before? Amen? Ugly <laughs> you're just, Your just face is contorted and you're so upset and you're disappointed because what was supposed to happen didn't. You got bad news. You got things that didn't come out and you get so frustrated, you get so disappointed that you cry and you cry and you cry and you say, Lord, will this ever stop? God, will the tears ever stop flowing? Oh, will, will I? can I for one not cry myself to sleep tonight, God? So disappointed. So disappointed, my prayer didn't get answered. I'm still looking for you, God, but I can't seem to find you. Folks, I wanna remind you that crying doesn't last. Crying doesn't last. Psalms 56 and verse eight and nine tells us that God takes note of our sorrows and our tears and he bottles up our tears folks I want you to know that in your desperation of tears in your desperation of sorrows God sees oh ain't that wonderful to know God sees every tear you've shed and collects them writes them down he knows what you're going through and folks he put it in this book that he said weeping. May door for the night. We may cry. There's going to be times where we're just so overwhelmed. All we can do is cry. But he says joy. Joy comes in the morning. Oh, see, weeping's only for a little bit. But God promises that joy is going to come in the morning for us one day. Oh, our night might be something ferocious and terrible. Disappointment may bring the dark clouds to blacken our bright skies. And all oh, the storms and the billow winds and all will rain down and push us to the brink of disaster. But all oh, the sun's coming up in the morning. That old song. The sun's coming up in the morning. Every tear will be gone from my eyes. Hallelujah. Crying is only going to last for a little bit. When we read back in this story in in verse number 30, uh, or excuse me, chapter 30 in 1 Samuel, you see they're crying with no more tears hardly. And then they start to get upset and they're wanting to stone David. Folks, sometimes have you just been so upset that you're looking for somebody to blame? <laughs> oh, there are times in my life where I've gotten so disappointed and upset. And I've said, you know what, I'm looking for so somebody's got to take the fall. I mean, somebody's going to get, I'm telling you, somebody's going to get my wrath. Just stay away from me. I'm fixing to blast them to kingdom come. You ever been that way? Don't touch me. I've I've one time well I tell you, one time I I'll tell you what I did one time at my office. Morning. Hey, y'all too loud, be quiet. Oh, I get so mad, I'm telling you, disappointed, i want to blast somebody. You ever been that way? Ever felt like, man, I just want to boo, just want to get them. Amen. Sometimes in our sorrows and our desperations, we just feel that way. But David did something that was different. David did something that we all should do. <laughs> David did something that we all should do. He said he strengthened himself in the Lord. Folks, let me tell you. Oh, disappointment's gonna come our way. Oh, depression and anxieties and fears and worries will enter into this mind. But it's during those times, oh, if you hadn't listened to our Wednesday night, listen to those to be an overcomer. Amen. Oh, it's during those times where we've got to strengthen ourselves. In the Lord. We've got to say, God, you know all about it. You know all about it. And folks, there's times in my life I've been so disappointed and I said, God, I'm overwhelmed. I'm to the brink, my cup runneth over. <laughs> my cup runneth over. You've got to help me. you got to help me. I'm fixing to just eradicate people that come my way. I dare. I dare they not... Say hello to me or sigh or nothing. God, you've got to help me. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Folks, sometimes when we get upset, that's the thing we've got to do. We've got to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We have got to find that place, find that hiding spot. And y'all know I've told them there's times in that I've been, oh my goodness, I've been in that office And I've closed the door in that nasty bathroom, laid there on the floor saying, God, at my office, God, you've got to help me. You have got to help me. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm telling you this thing is bubbling up inside of me. you got to help me. And he does. He helps. He comes through. Crying don't last. And we're going to go to the next thing the next point point is what I've learned from this story is this that crying don't last but we must be all in we must be all in David strengthened himself in the Lord and he get, went to the prophet and he said or the high priest and said bring the aphod and I'm going to inquire of the Lord and he said what should I do should I pursue them? Should I go after them? What am I going to do? And that and God spoke through the through the high priest and said pursue. And you're going to get everything everything back. Hallelujah. Don't you love the promises of God? Don't you love that when you're down and out sometimes you can feel So weary, but then all of a sudden you open your Bible app on your smartphone or you... Get your Bible out or or you read something that brings encouragement and brings a word and brings some encouragement to you. And you say, bless God, I can do this thing. Bless God, I'm all in. Lord, I'm going to kick this depression out. I'm going to kick this disappointment out. Praise God forevermore. I'm going all in. And David rallied up the troop, told them what was going on and said, let's pursue because we will take it all. Hallelujah. I love the promises of God. God's promises, folks, were not just for these men and women in this book. But these promises are for us as well. Us that are the children of God. Amen. We have been grafted in. That's another sermon. But we know we've been grafted in to the same promises as the children of Israel. Hallelujah. And so when God says no weapon formed against us shall prosper, we can take that and say, bless God, that promise is for me. We can say, oh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. We can say, praise God forevermore. That is for me. I'm the head and not the tail. Hallelujah, I'm above and not beneath. Praise God, the promises of God are yea and amen. Amen. Hallelujah, we begin to encourage ourselves because we decided to go all in. I have to confess to you, this is two sermons in one. (laughs) And so I have combined it a little bit This morning I was going to preach about all in And God just turned some things around for me And amen So this is the second part But also the little second mini-sermon here Because we read in Mark's Gospel Chapter 12, 28-34 Where one of the scribes come to Jesus and says Which is the greatest commandment? Which is the greatest commandment? And he says "Love." The number one is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one Lord, one God. And he said, you ought to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as the same. And that priest said, oh, yes. Yes. We're even supposed to love even more and it's even better to love God and to pursue after him than burnt offerings. And Jesus came up to him and said, Sir, you're not far from the kingdom of heaven. You're not far from the kingdom of heaven. Oh, folks, we have got to make up our minds today that we've got to be all in. I am so disappointed when I read stories of, of these two guys I had shared with y'all Wednesday night, I believe the, the guy that wrote the book um, I Kissed Dating Goodbye and one of the main singers and songs of, of groups of the Hillsong group, they just threw away their faith and said, you know, it's too much and, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give it up. I'm sure before they said I give up, They felt disappointment. I'm sure before they said, you know what, this Christianity thing, this faith is just, I give up. They felt that sting of disappointment. And folks, can I tell you, there's been times in my life where I've said, God, this is too much. This is too much. I I need to sit down. I need to do something. I'm telling you I need to go, I need to this is too much. I'm telling you I'm overwhelmed, but God comes in on time, and He strengthens us. Why, folks? Because I even though we may feel that way, I remember a long time ago, I came to this altar and I gave my all to him. And I said, "God, I'm going to pursue after you with everything within me, through disappointments. Through circumstances, through bad times, through good times. Folks, you know when you married your spouse, you told them for better or for worse. And when we came to this altar and we gave God our best and we said, Lord, I'm going to love you and follow you for the good times and to the bad times. For better or for worse. Lord, it felt good when we gave it all away, but little did we know <laughs> that the bad times were just around the corner. We didn't know all the baggage that came with it, <laughs> so to speak. But it's been a good journey. It's been a good journey. It's been a good life. It's been a well life. And I can stand behind this pulpit with all assurance, hallelujah, that I would take nothing from a journey now. Gotta make it to heaven somehow. Oh, the devil gives me and he tries to turn me around. He's offered everything that's got a name. All oh, the wealth I want and worldly fame. If I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that those thoughts might enter your mind. And I'm not saying that the devil might tempt you. And the devil may talk to you. But it's during those times where you've got to say, I feel that way, yes. But God, give me strength one more time. Help me to just make one thing. Stuck one foot, one at a time. Folks, if you take one step, that's still moving towards something. Hallelujah. David said, I'm not going to give up. I've got a word from God. I was yes disappointed I didn't know what to do but I've strengthened myself in the Lord. I'm not like those men looking for problems, looking at my surroundings, looking at all that I've lost and and feeling sorry for myself but I've went to the God that's the maker hallelujah of this earth that Job said the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away blessed be the name of the Lord it's that God that I'm going to go and pursue after. And he got all the men and he went. And before he went, there they went to the brook Basor. You know, I had a hard time finding out what that meant, Basor. I looked and looked and looked and I found where it says that it means cold, cold. What's interesting is during the, I believe it's the summer and fall times, I might be wrong about that, but there are, let me just say this, there are times where that valley is dry and there are times where that valley is full of water. And it also means, it is also known, excuse me, for being a turbulent bed, a turbulent water. And so here these people are, they've got a word from God. They're encouraged themselves. They said, I'm gonna pursue after these things. God's given me the victory. Oh, don't you love it? God gives you the victory. Hey, Amen. It's like that story I told you—that little boy that that got upset about the. Bad cowboy beating up the good cowboy. And then he says, I read at the back of the book and I found out that the bad cowboy loses and the good cowboy triumphs. So I started at to the very first chapter. And every time the bad cowboy did something to the good cowboy, I said, you going to get it. <laughs> Just you wait, you're going to get it. <laughs> hey, man, we got that encouragement word. Praise God. We're victors here. The devil's already defeated and we're on our way. But then we got it to the brook. And it's cold. I hate cold water. I mean, I like cold water to drink. Oh, there ain't nothing like, I like it so cold when I pop the top off, especially soda and all that, that the you see the, the cold come out of the cup. I, oh, that is good. That's going to be good water now, Sister Joan. That's going to be good soda. I'm telling you, it's good. I like it. Cold, but oh, I hate going into a cold cold like lake or a river or an ocean or something like that. You have not to be in there. There's too much bad bacteria in there anyway. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but oh, I hate it. It's cold, it chills, but they say it's good for you to take a cold shower. And I said the devil's a lie. <laughs> but it is. They say it good. It helps wake you up. It helps to increase your metabolism. I said, Jesus, do I need that? <laughs> increase that metabolism, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, but those men got to that brook. Turbulent bed. And some of them tried to cross over, but they couldn't. They couldn't. The third thought I want to tell you this. Get over the cold place. Get over the cold place. Sometimes when we get disappointed, we get cold. We get upset. We hold on to things. You know, believe it or not, there's some people that I can think of right now that, ooh, I don't think so highly of. (laughs) I don't hate. You you can't go to heaven with hate in your heart. But, oh, I could just give me a little inch. (laughs) I could. God help me. But, oh, that cold place. They tried so hard to get across. They were weary, they were spent, and they couldn't get over. And it said out of that 600, 400 were the only ones able to cross, 200. Folks, let me tell you something. If you're not careful with dealing with your disappointments, you're going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck being cold you're gonna get stuck saying, I got hurt from this person and I can't get over it. I'm stuck. I got hurt from this church. This church did me wrong. I'm stuck, I I can't get over it. I read a statistic that said, 66% of millennials think that um, Christianity, religious people, are hypocrites. 66% of millennials. That's my age group, born in 1982, down to, I think, 2007. I think something like that. That's that age group. And so the caption beneath it was, I I think we need to stop. I, I, I might be doing this wrong, but I'm trying to do it from memory, but it said basically like, I think we need to stop trying to worry about improving our gifts and our talents and just work on being real, (laughs) being honest, being truthful. Amen. Amen. We've got to work on being truthful. Because so many people have been hurt in the church. And folks, there ain't nothing like church hurt. <laughs> there ain't nothing like church hurt. I've been hurt by the job. I've been hurt by friends. But I've been hurt by the church too. And you've been hurt by the church too, I'm sure. You've been disappointed. You've been upset with. And when I say the church, I'm saying like someone at the church or somebody. You know what I'm trying to say here. But folks, we've got to get over the cold place. We've got to get over being cold. Oh, folks, let me tell you something. It'll hurt us. It'll freeze us. You know, if you stay in cold long enough, what was it that I read, Mama? Did you send that to me in Facebook? Uh, I think it was a football player or somebody, an athlete, went to this cryo chamber and they say it's this chamber and they put this cold air on you and what happens is I know when I was running believe it or not I did used to run um, cross country that we used to have ice baths and we'd go in this tub it looked like a a horse trough and it'd be full of water and ice and oh y'all know I hated that but, oh, we went in there, and it's supposed to help you strengthen your muscles and repair some of the muscles, the damage on your muscles. So this guy goes over to this cryo chamber, and I guess something happened, and he got frostbite on his toes. And, you know, frostbite, it means it's the, the cell is dead. It's no good just to be cut off. Folks, if we're not careful, we will get so cold that we'll die. We'll die spiritually. We'll get gangrene. We'll get frostbite. And all the joy and the laughter and the happiness that we once had will be nothing but death and cold. That's a serious thing to think about, folks. And I, let me tell you this. I'm not discounting feelings. We feel the way we are and that is, that's the truth. If you feel disappointed or something, if you feel upset about something, you are validated to feel that way. Amen? You're validated to feel that way. The problem is when we act upon that in a negative way, we get cold. We get cold. And you know, I'd like to stop there. Because I looked at it and I said, you know what? I need to stop there. You know, we don't need to get cold. But Nanny, (laughs) they say curiosity killed the cat. So I read a little bit further. And I find where David goes and he's pursuing the men and there's this Egyptian that's, I mean, just laying there in the middle of nowhere. And they get him, they feed him water and get him some drink and they said, where are you from? He said, well, I was a servant from one of the Amalekites, an Egyptian. And I was sick. Oh, I was sick. And there they dropped me off. And he said... David said to him, can you tell me where they're at? He said, I'll do better than that. I'll show you where they're at. Folks, that's a whole other sermon right there. Don't count. (laughs) You could preach, don't count somebody out. Don't discard them. They might be your downfall. (laughs) He took them right where they were at. And the Bible said that they... oh. They whipped them, boys. I mean, they whipped them all night, all day, all afternoon, all until the next afternoon. They whipped them. Got everything back. Got crossed back to that bank of Basor, Where all those people who said they were cold and couldn't go through anymore. And David said, I've got your stuff back. And the men, the 400, said, David, that's not fair. Now, we went over across that river, and we did all this fighting. They can have their wives and children back, but I think we need to get their stuff. We need to get their stuff. They didn't do nothing. Don't you sometimes feel the devil tells you, you ain't doing nothing but just sitting down. You don't deserve God's blessing. You don't deserve God. Look how many times, look at the times you've sinned already this week. Look at the things that you said you were going to do and and it didn't happen. Look at the people that disappointed you and you disappointed them. Look, you said you were going to do this and you were going to study more. You were going to read your Bible more. You were going to pray more and you hadn't done it. Just look at you. You don't deserve nothing. But, folks, David said that ain't right. He said. Nope, you're going to give it back. You're going to get everything back. Folks, that's encouraging to me because, folks, that tells me that even though I may be disappointed and I may get a little cold sometimes, God still hadn't forsaken me. God still hadn't forgotten me. God still hadn't said, oh, I promised you all this stuff, but oh well, you're not getting it. But no, no. Even when I'm cold, God says, I'm not going to leave you behind. I'm not going to just forsake you. I'm not going to just leave you depressed. I'm not going to leave you that way. But I'm going to rise you up. Oh, I'm going to bring warmth to your body. I'm going to give you everything back. I'm going to give it back to you. Hallelujah. Folks, when disappointment comes, we can get upset and cry, but it won't last. Hallelujah. Oh, folks, we got to pursue after God with all of our heart when that spirit of disappointment comes. And we have to watch and not get stuck. But folks, if you're stuck, if you feel stuck, if you feel cold, you can always say, God, I'm stuck. I'm cold. I used to be on fire, but now I'm just not. I'm not like what I used to be. I'm just a, I'm rough around the edges now. But God says, that's all right. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Folks, God will come to us in our times of distress, in our times of sorrow, in our times of deep depression. Oh, God will come to us. Didn't he for my buddy Elisha? Elijah, excuse me. Elijah. Oh, Jezebel was after him. He said, Lord, it's too much. And what did God do to him? He didn't just kick him. He didn't say, come on, straighten up. Come on, act right. Come on. I still think about Sister Shoot sometimes. Uh. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Y'all look proud of face. Smile. Bless God. <laughs> Pick up, smile. Clap, sing some fast song. Come on, pivot up. Come on. <laughs> Aren't you glad God don't do that to us? But he just comes to us. He'll come right where we're at. And he'll say, I'm here for you. I'll give you strength. I'll give you encouragement. I'll help you along the way. I haven't forsaken you. I haven't given up on you. No, yeah, you're not count out. Don't listen to that devil. He's a liar. The devil's a liar. Oh, the devil's a liar. Father of it too. I'm with you. I won't forsake you. Here, the promises that I've given you, they still good. they still good. Hallelujah, Folks, don't you dare leave discouraged this morning. Don't you dare leave disheartened this morning. Don't you dare leave defeated this morning. God's got your back. And even if you say, God, I, I feel defeated, these altars are here for you. Hallelujah, we're here to help you. Hallelujah. And folks, sometimes it's all right to say, I need help. It's all right to say, you know what, I've had, I'm telling you, I need something from the Lord today. I need some encouragement from the Lord. I have dealt with bad news all this week. I have been so just just depressed and I have been so anxious and I've been so disappointed. But God is saying to us this morning, child, I'm here, I'm here. I'll come to you. Oh, don't you get cold feet. Don't you get cold feet. Don't let it do it, but come, come, and I'll help you. We'll you stand? Would you stand tonight, or just today? Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com slash gif for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you.